Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. Welcome back to Sister Hack. I'm Rachel. And I'm Hannah. And I have a friend with us. <laughs> you can keep that in long. <laughs> We're, this isn't a formal interview. We'll get to that part. We have a great episode in store for you all today. But with Hannah is her bestie. Go ahead, Han. This is Kate Dumay. You may recognize her voice from episodes such as What's it, what's it called again? I had a really clever name. Quarantine dating, the r- true rapid test. Yeah, <laughs> quarantine dating, true rapid test. Yes, hello. Okay. This is Kate Dumay. Kate, how does it feel to be in Austin? Oh, it's lovely. It is, you know, 99% humidity today, but, you know, we're keeping it real. It's great. The kids have been fun. You yeah. also might know Kate. Um, She's likely in the Hall of Fame. Do we talk about this at Dort College? Or or Obviously. they wrote an article about you. Mm, yeah. Dort wants her back so bad that they want her to be like faculty slash coach and she has zero experience doing either, but they really want her to. <laughs> that says a lot about Kate. Kate, and then to go back to your comments about Hannah and Zach's children, share mm-hmm. what you said about them today in the car. You know, I just have spent the last couple of days with him and I told Hannah, I just think you, your kids are so cute and so good. And I, and, just and I was waiting for a, butt. there was no, but just, <laughs> no butt. just, that's all. I couldn't believe it. I've, I was like, most people find this quite overwhelming. <laughs> and I spend a lot of time with them and Hannah says that they're naughty sometimes. And I just, I can't believe it. Yeah. I have that aunt yeah. Len. Um, well, so what are we doing today, girls? Well, okay, so we do have a really, I think, amazing episode um, on grief, and that is with Erica Shanks. So that'll be on the second half, more than half, the second, the second two thirds of this podcast. <laughs> um, but part of that is um, a little bit about vulnerability in a space that is difficult for many to talk about and that's the grieving space and since I think you and I um although surely we've experienced some grief in our own lives we I I couldn't really think of an intro that would be as authentic as I would like it to be um and so given the opportunity to have our good friend Kate here we decided to have her ask us some questions and we are being a bit vulnerable because we don't really know what, what she's got in store. So get ready. Oh I, got some, I got some questions for these sisters. Talk to us about the format. Like what is it? Yeah. Be? So it's kind of be like, uh, who's most likely to, who oh, okay. is, who's this, who's that? And we both answer. At the you same guys time. can answer. And if you want to give an explanation, you can. I got oh, kind of like the hack yeses and hack yeah, okay. yeah. I'm turning the tables on you. Right. Anna likes to take an idea and put it into a format. 
Who's like more likely to make a format out of an introduction? <laughs> you know what? A Hannah. lot of people like an organized co- podcast. Okay. Yeah. Some don't. Some do. We'll start <laughs> out. We'll start out with like an easier one, okay. a lighter one. Well, yeah. You guys said vulnerable. I started sweating. Tearing up. <laughs> don't don't sweat quite yet. Those will come at the end. <laughs> Who has more unread emails in their inbox? Oh, geez. Um, you think it's me? It is 100% you. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have seen you have unread emails, period. I don't. Oh, so. yeah. Okay, yeah, it's me. It seems like you're either an unread email person or you're not. Here's the deal. I got the two emails. I got the work email. And if it's unread, it means I'm going to tend to it. I'm not going to tend to it right now, but I will. And I'm I got for you. And I got the Gmail and if it's unread, it's probably just getting deleted because that's where I put all my like it's spam. So it's here's nice. something that I don't understand about that is why don't you unsubscribe? To the Gmails. I know. Yeah, I you need to take do that. the day and it, do it. It takes, yeah, it's a lot of work. Here's another email hack, and this is kind of savage, but I'm just gonna get vulnerable right away. When people <laughs> try to sell me things on my work email and I know they're trying to sell me something. Sometimes all I write back is unsubscribe. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I keep I did saying it today. People I did will be today. like, hey, um, uh, ready for our interview today or something? Ready, like following up on my question. I'm like, excuse yeah. me. Oh, I don't, I never responded to you. I've never have. You really, uh, you should really use this software for your la di da di da. You know, and it's like, June is a great month. We have a discount. And I wrote, they misspelled June in the subject line. They wrote J-U-N. They wrote, June is a good month. June discount. Okay, she's got more questions. We got it. Less talk, more listen. All right. Who is more outgoing? Rachel. Yeah, I am more outgoing. Hannah is way more outgoing around loved ones and friends. Like in our family, mm, more we're all together. Hannah is, I think. She's in her element. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm more of a bystander, I would say. I had to be with my people. Mm. Whereas me and Hannah's very shy around new people. <laughs> so shy. <laughs> so funny. Wallflower. Hannah's like, hi, yeah. Okay. It's a hard one because we're both a bit extroverted. Yeah, that's why I was curious what the answer was. I think it's attached to the to the everyday in the true. But I recharge. I do recharge alone. More introverted, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, who has more Instagram followers? No, Rachel. (laughs) Landslide. I do. You know, I'm a pretty good follow. Like like this week, I had a bunch of cookies on my chest and a Tupperware, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you only ate four. I like, oh, I oh, saw that too. I was like, wow, get vulnerable. <laughs> um, but Hannah, I will say if I see Hannah's bubble up there with an Instagram story, like you're on it, clear the room, turn yeah. up the volume. I'm watching that, but I might be biased. 70% kids, hundred percent biased. 30% selfies. 70% kids, 30% running selfies. That's <laughs> what would you say mine is? My Instagram is, um, 90% comedy, 10% uh, mixed bag of nuts. <laughs> 10%, 90% comedy, 10% like this is a significant day and here's why. That could be right. a day. Like 
a friend shared a post with me today um, on this date eight years ago I met Kyle and my friend Andy. wow yeah and so anyway I had a picture with them and I was anyway long story I'm biased long. towards your um decor content who supports I'm I'm biased she towards your... your decor content thank you Kate wow, wow. I love oh, decor I always call it decor <laughs> yeah you say decor we might have to take a poll on that I say decor. Yeah, I tell you anything you know she's more into coaching yeah than teaching yeah huge um okay who is more likely to go on a spur of the moment trip and what kind slash to where uh ooh, I'd say Rachel uh spur because the moment I have, I'd say Rachel because yeah. I don't have four children but it, none of that interests me <laughs> A That's spur of the moment trip does interest me. I like, I, tr- I'm like, but I give it a couple weeks. Like, I love the idea of like, oh, let's do a weekend getaway. Yeah. And then I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a lot of logistics. It's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. And then she starts to write it out and make, and then I got to write it out. I'm more trip. likely because, because of my stage of life. However, I have no so desire. Job. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Thanks, Okay. Kate. You are, you are. Are you in the next year? Kate is. I win. Yeah. He's a skier um, and a hiker, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. spur of the moment. Love it. I do like a little bit of a plan. A little plan. Yeah. But she's go with the plan. I can do it. With Hannah, you need a lot of plans. Yeah. I I'm, I let her make the plan. She's like, what do you need from, she's like such a sweet, she's like, what can I help with? Aww. <laughs> I'm like, go load the trunk. I know you know how to do that, right? <laughs> I'm more like, Hannah, um, just so you know, I'm all hands on deck until about 2 p.m. Then I'm going to go lay on the couch for a few minutes. <laughs> That's fair. It's you got to state your needs, you know? Yeah. Okay. Who is most likely to shed a tear and in what context? It could be Hannah overwhelmed or Rachel empathy, I think. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Are you like a, a empathetic movie crier? Not an empathetic movie cry, empathetic people. Mm. Somebody else cries. People's pain. Mm -hmm. People's pain makes me cry. Hannah is steady, steady, steady. Then then she drops. Yeah. Kate, you're the tired. It's an overwhelmed exhaustion. It's an overwhelmed exhaustion. Yeah. Can't keep it together. Can you imagine us as friends in high school, just like keeping it together, keeping it together? explosions if y'all's explosion day was the same day clear the halls and then hannah would write me a note you seem kind of mad today Kate was just like angry all of senior year apparently based off our notes angsty angsty yeah like hey or maybe we were just so good maybe we're just so good most of the time that you know when it was bad it was like oh i better write her a note better write her a note cheer up something's a little off okay Let's go, we're going to do two questions that are a little different now. They're from, shout out to one of, one of my other favorite podcasts, obviously you're my favorite, but another sibling related podcast um, with the Hudson siblings. Sibling Revelry. Sibling I Revelry. have listened to, I listened to the Alba episode recently. Okay. I don't know if they have these questions trademarked, but we're going to ask them. Love it. Hopefully Luckily, not many are seeking out sister sure. from like, Hack heads, like if you, you know. Just keep it to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so each of you are going to answer this question. What is something that you see in your sister that you wish you had more of or that you could emulate that mm-hmm. you would take for yourself? That's beautiful. And then yeah. the flip side of that question is, what is something that you wish you could alleviate 
on behalf of your sister, like a stressor or a something. Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel a little emotional already. <laughs> um, I think Hannah has very high aspirations and is very driven to like accomplish much. And I look up to that a lot. And I think like she like makes the most of every day mm-hmm. for sure. There's no, there's no like, let's just, let's just be lazy today. Instead, it's like, oh, if we're going to stay at the house, then we could get iced coffees to make it fun and chat in the sun while, (laughs) while we maybe rethink decorating Ava's bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always something else to it. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Yeah. And it's (laughs) not like, it's not like boring stuff it's like really meaningful stuff always that's sweet I would say I would like to emulate and I don't even know if I could emulate it is Rachel's like magnet she has a magnetic personality and that people are so drawn to her and and I said this in the Uncle Tim podcast but really it's more applicable to you like if anybody ever knows you like they love you and so it's just oh, so, so it's so nice to have like a sister because <laughs> that like yeah. that is you just know that that's an automatic in to a friendship I mean honestly moving to a city where she went to college and knowing that like she's left the impression that she has in our smaller circles is like automatic friendships for me um and that's kind of a rarity even in a younger sister too because oh like, yeah that's so sweet. Just drop the Rachel fairy name. Just drop it. Yeah. Rachel. Luckily, I there were no, um, no real like, oh, don't talk to him. Don't bring my name up. <laughs> don't bring my name up there. Luckily, exactly. Like, I don't have to worry about that. That is good. Um, take off your shoulders, alleviate. Um, I do wish, I mean, and this is going to change a little bit because our parents will move closer, but I wish you had, um, and you have great support. Shout out Kathy, especially, mm-hmm, right. um, in she Austin. Yeah, she's there. Hannah's nanny, nanny Kath. Um, but just for the little things of like giving you, I can tell when the water, I call them water levels, when the water levels are rising and you need just like a little relief that I can't be there to help or do this or that as far as just family or even just in a sister outing or whatever that looks like yeah but I get there quarterly and <laughs> sometimes I pay my way and sometimes you pay my way depends on how high the waters are yeah it depends <laughs> on the water levels the financial water levels are never high enough for it to be an excuse to not have you come. <laughs> And spirit, there's a cheap ticket. Spirit is a cheap ticket. And an awful experience. And sometimes <laughs> they take you to Florida first. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I would alleviate from Rachel. Um, sometimes she has like some anxiety around things that I've never had anxiety around. And um, I think in the past like five years or so, she's done really well with managing mm it and figuring it out um but I think uh like some things are just unexplained in the world that we live in Mm -hmm. I think it's given her like 
she's mentioned already an empathetic spirit toward others mm-hmm. that maybe I don't have. Um, so in a way it's a blessing, but at the same time, you, I wish that she didn't have to go through it herself to have the empathy. Mm, thank you, sis. I appreciate that. You're welcome. What that's else you got for us, Kate? That's, so, what the, that's what the medicine's for, by the way. <laughs> Just kidding. That's the best for last. That was it. You guys did great. You oh, that was it. it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, was I, was I don't want to go any deeper. I was digging deep. It's 830 and my brain is turning off. Kate and I are leaving tomorrow. Um, we are road tripping to Wisconsin together. She is my travel companion with the four kids. Speaking of maximizing the day, I'm planning on taking her uh, downtown to do a quick six mile mile run and a little bit of a swim in, in the morning. morning. Oh, prior to also, speak I, speak of sponsoring trips for friends so that they come help you with things. Yes, trip is sponsored by me. However, it takes a very uh, special person and friend for me to offer it up because I need to know that I'm not going to feel like I have to entertain. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you're about to do a 20-hour road trip in Kate's. Yeah, she's going to see me at my lowest. For those wondering, it's because Zach doesn't get as much free time as Hannah in the summer, so he only takes one week and joins her in Wisconsin and flies. Have you done this drive yet with the children, Josh? Yes, last year I did your leg. I flew to okay. Austin and then drove with them to Wisconsin. This year I am doing the return trip. Right. Do you have tips and tricks or just um, if hang on tight? Mirror, if the rear view mirror continues <laughs> to fall off, even though it's tied on with a shoelace, don't be too worried when you roll the window down and it feels like your hand's going to fall off when you're fixing it. That okay, happened to us a lot. I think the rear view mirror is fixed. Yeah. yeah. So a real nuance. Uh, I will also say. We, well, I can't, it was like the day before. I think I was going to swim early in the morning. I backed out too fast and my mirror hit the garage. I took it to like a collision place. They were like $300 or something. And yet I was like, well, we're leaving town tomorrow. We'll just make it like it held on hard. Attached. Yeah. And then the last few hours of the trip, it kept like coming detached. And the, <laughs> the person in the passenger seat had to roll down the window and like fix it. But it was like really strenuous. And Rachel would just die of laughter every time <laughs> I had to do it um, in the passenger seat. And then when she moved to the passenger seat, she realized like how hard. It yeah, was. it's really hard. I'll tell you on this drive, you were going to enjoy being the driver because then you can say no. You can say no, no, I can't come back there and yeah. give you more <laughs> right. chicken tender. I'm driving. <laughs> and you know the other person has to do it. Kate did experience some buckling up today. I did. And she was I got like, it dialed. So Ava can <laughs> buckle herself, cannot unbuckle herself. Jonah can unbuckle himself, but cannot buckle himself. Leo is gonna say it's too tight no matter what how <laughs> tight or loose it is. So. You got it. That's yeah, all that's so funny. Um if you do sit in the back, wait, Hannah. Okay, no, no. Actually, here's the most tangible thing. 
processes allowed as we know <laughs> if she's mumbling don't think you have to understand her however she might follow up and be hoping for an answer it's kind of a mix like calling the kettle black you didn't you battles, i know hannah and i we would mumble 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 to each other like well i'm sorry what was that and like we were we were just like i cannot hear you and then i can't hear you so you're gonna have a little bit of like i'm sorry are you talking to me? Do you want? <laughs> Where are we at on just kind of the? Think you want an answer or no? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, but overall, um, you and I are pretty pretty hardcore with the road tripping. We have a lot of plans. We put them into action. Yeah, but we don't take it too seriously. But thing that I cannot do in the early morning and that is listen to Christian music because no, that gives her that anxiety that I was talking about that makes me feel like the world's about to end like we got, oh no that you can't I can't handle that certain last year started pulling out she's like oh my gosh you're gonna have to turn the Christian music off I was like yeah I don't know why it's on it's so specific it's just so emotional and I can't can't get there I can't I can't meet you there yeah that's okay I can't meet you there before yeah I just can't not not until 10 a.m yeah 10 a.m is decent okay well shall we get into this um interview yes with the vulnerable intro we bring you Erica Shanks hello everyone welcome to sister hack glad to have you back we are here for our second episode this month, and Rachel and I decided we made an executive decision as the only executives of the podcast that we are going to do two full episodes this month, June, and a couple mini it's because we are getting ready for a trip where we'll see each other a lot, a Midwest trip. I am so glad you shared all that because I know we talked about it at one point, but I didn't actually remember plan so thank you I'm happy to remind you of the plan and overshare with the audience that seems to be something (laughs) they don't actually need to know but just gotta confirm tell us who is here with us all right I'm super excited about our guest um this is Erica Shanks and uh we know Erica um I knew of Erica before I moved to Austin because I was kind of looking for a house and we texted our friend Anna advisory board, you know her. And she's like, that's where my sister-in-law lives in that same neighborhood. And then she got, she was like, let me ask her about the house area. And Erica, not knowing me at all, wrote like five paragraphs. She's laughing right now. (laughs) She wrote like five paragraphs about the neighborhood that we we're maybe going to buy purchase a house in. Do you remember anything about what she said? Uh, just yeah. kept it, but she talked about the parks. Do you remember? I remember Anna saying coffee is really important to them. Oh, yeah. And um, exercise, running, and all of those sorts of things. So she gave me directions. She gave you some directions, and you themed it around it. And then, That's so sweet. I didn't know that. Then, uh, so that was the initial. And then, you know, we were here for about a year without really knowing each mm-hmm. other too well. Um, you invited us to your epic Halloween party. Um, but other than that, um, we've really just gotten to be close uh, this past yeah. year. So and Hannah and Erica's are in, Hannah and Erica's children are in school together at. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, and you said this, Hannah, Anna's sister-in-law. So um, my best friend, Anna's husband is Erica's brother. As we know him. Okay, I just like to spell it's it all out. Co- we, we're all connected. We keep it in the yeah. family here. On we're all connected. But, As we are um, sisters. Tell, tell everyone um, what Erica is going to share with us today. Okay, and then I'll let Erica talk because we tend to dominate. Um, okay, so... <laughs> First of all, with Erica, we could do a lot of topics. I recently told her at our last Bible study that she should be a pastor. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but um, we're, we're actually choosing a hard one today. Um, and that's, we're going to talk about grief. Um, and Erica is up close and personal with this topic. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to actually turn the microphone, the literal microphone, we're sharing one. Uh, over to her and let her uh, introduce herself and like how she came to be so familiar with this topic. Thank you. This is my first time on a microphone, y'all. And this is wait, <laughs> my first. This is my podcast debut. So and you look great. I'm excited. Thank She's got you. Got makeup on and hair cute. She looks great. Well, gotta take this opportunity we'll take all the way home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, I remember um, first meeting you and being intimidated by you. And I think that that was silly because both of y'all are some of the most authentic and open and generous people I've ever met. So part of the reason I was so excited to be on this podcast, I'm definitely a hackhead, (laughs) as they say. And um, I just love how real y'all are. So I'm excited to be here today and do some real talk and um, talk about grief. It's not mm-hmm. a fun subject, but it's a very real subject mm-hmm. that I think people should talk about more. And I guess, do you want me to start with kind of my most recent grief story? Yeah, I think okay. that would be good. Yeah, so when I say my most recent, because I definitely grieved before this, but this sure. was my deep dive into really needing to understand grief. And my mom and dad raised us three kids here in Austin. Um, we're surprisingly all in Austin right now, all married with kids now. And um, a couple years ago, it was in January 2000, no, sorry, that, so she got, my mom got diagnosed in May 2018 um, with stage four inflammatory breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And um, she and I did most things together. She was my best, best friend. Um, My husband and I hung out with my parents as much as anyone. Um, And she was like a second mom to my kids. Now they're 11 eight and four, my husband and I's kids. And um, at the time, you know, they would have been two years younger than that. And this came as a huge shock because my mom was probably what we would consider the healthiest person in our entire family. You know, she ate clean, exercised, always got her yearly mammogram, but inflammatory breast cancer is less than 5% of breast cancers. Um, It's a very rare and very aggressive form and it's in layers of tissue. It's not found in a tumor. So it doesn't show up on mammograms. So it didn't show up. Eventually she had some swelling happen because it got to her lymph nodes and it got so big that it blocked that whole side of her lymphatic system. Mm -hmm. And by that point, it was pretty dire. Mm -hmm. Um, And she fought hard and got the best possible care, several different um, opinions and treatments. And unfortunately it spread so aggressively that she passed and went to heaven eight months later, Mm -hmm. January, 2019. So it was all very fast and um, very shocking and very much like losing a part of myself, not just my mom, but it felt like 
I had never been myself without her. So I didn't even really know who that person was. So that's my leading up to yeah. having to learn about grief in that way story. And we had to make we we had to make it short, but there's so much in yeah. that. Just like I mean, just as you talked about how short mm -hmm. that time was from her diagnosis to her death. And um, not only like the emotional toll that that can take on you mm -hmm. during that time, but then the after. Yes. And yes. you already expressed this, but your own identity mm -hmm. wrapped up in your mom's identity, which I think is so relatable, but also just so difficult and probably a piece of grief. So mm -hmm. we're going to go to our hack yeses and hack no's. And we hope that the audience can really glean from mm -hmm. the hack yeses and hack no's of working through it. Heck yes! All right, and you know how this works, Erica. You can either say, um, hack yes, heck no, or you can elaborate a little bit on it. You know, we like Sounds to do good. it. Some people yes. like to do a hack maybe. No, I'm a hackhead. I know that. You know, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even have to go. Okay. I know. You okay. start us, Hannah. All right, hack yes or hack no. If you haven't verbalized a feeling, you haven't worked through it. I would say heck no. And that's a lot for me to say because I am a verbal processor. But um, the studies have shown that journaling does the same sort of thing as saying mm. things out loud. So if you're someone that maybe doesn't like to say it out loud or maybe you're just not feeling like talking, I absolutely think you can work through it in other ways that don't need to be verbal. Mm. Well put. Hack yes or hack no. You need at least one other human to be in it with you. I would say hack no again. I think it's really helpful to have another human in it with you to kind of help you, um, you know, that saying, help you see the forest for the trees or kind of that out, that zoom out lens because when you're so in it. But for me, I think I've done some of my best grieving and working through it mm -hmm. really alone with the Lord. I have a really mm -hmm. strong faith. And I think that um, that's been some of my most peaceful moments where I really have big aha moments. And that's not necessarily someone I can see but that's huge for me. Yeah. A hack yes or hack no, it being grief hits at unexpected times. And when it hits, it's healthiest to work it out right then. Hack yes, it hits at completely unexpected times. And hack no, I don't always think it's best to try to work through it right then. Mm -hmm. You know, as a mom, you don't always have that choice. And yeah. so it's a skill you learn pretty early on. Um, I do think it's important to set aside time to work on it. So if you feel that big wave coming and you're like, okay, I need to use my skills to kind of bounce back from this, but when can I address what's happening right now mm -hmm. in, my, in my body? Revisit that body, that yes. time that you were in your body, which I'm sure is like a scary thing too. Yes. Yes. It. I like to think of it kind of like a muscle. It's really scary at first, just like working out can be really scary at first mm -hmm. and kind Don't of, the, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some of us know a lot about muscles in this group and working out. Um, but the more you do it, kind of the stronger it gets and more second nature it gets until it's almost just a smooth process more than it mm -hmm. was at first. Mm. Hack yes or hack no, crying is the most productive form of relief. This one's hard. Hack sometimes. Mm -hmm. I would say hack most of the time. I think that for me, it feels the most productive but not always. Sometimes exercising is mm -hmm. a great form of relief and crying just leaves you more, you know, feeling in it. So it depends on the moment. But heck, most of the time for me, the tears need to be there. Mm -hmm. 
And our last one, hack yes or hack no, grief may never completely go away, and that's okay. Hack yes. Hack definitely um, when you lose someone that close to you. I would say you shouldn't expect it to go away. So can you tell us what it means to you, Erica, to grieve well and how you got that definition? I think my favorite way of thinking that you would be grieving well would be to honor how you're feeling Mm -hmm. in a way that feels authentic to you. Mm -hmm. So the feelings that come with loss, honoring those feelings to me is grief and um, feeling those feelings in whatever way feels natural to you to explore them. Mm. And is that, did it take you long to get to that or were you able to like tap into that right away, like in January? No, definitely not. Well, first of all, I think when there's a big loss and I feel like there's so many layers of loss and it's not just losing a person, like we just went through the pandemic and so many people lost their job or an experience they were really excited to have or people dealing with infertility and the loss there, or, you know, you're dealing with mental illness. There's so many layers of loss or diagnosis um, Mm -hmm. of a child. And I think that shock is usually first. So I don't even think grief came into play for me for a while. There was the shock. And then um, I think that our culture has such a negative connotation with grief in a lot of circles. And it's almost like negative, you know, don't give me any grief. You know, you hear that saying. Yeah. And I think grief through the process I've learned, and it took me at least a year to get here. Um, I think it's just as holy as joy. You know, yeah. and you, you see it in the Bible. There is a time for everything. You know, God doesn't say, you know, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful, and make sure you shove down any grief or any sadness. It's like there's a time for grief. And it says in the Psalms, those that um, sow in tears will reap in joy. And I think that... Um, I really came to a place of really realizing that to have the joy and fully feel it, I needed to let myself fully feel the grief. And Mm -hmm. what's really cool is that all the studies I've read say the same thing, that when you numb out or you distract from your grief, you also have a harder time accessing those happy feelings and that joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. How would you say, how have you seen grief manifest itself differently in your different family members? Woo, we could talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) Like hours upon hours upon hours. That's a big one. Um, I would say everyone's on their own timetable, first Uh of all. So communication is huge. And as we learn to communicate with each other about our grief, Um, We all have certain tendencies. So say something traumatic happens. We get big news about mom. It's not good. You know, one of us has a tendency to bubble up and push it down and get super productive and active. You know, let's make the to-do list. What needs to happen with this new news? Another one of us, hashtag me, gets super anxious and is like, oh my gosh, what's this going to mean for every single person in the family? How is everyone feeling in this moment? And maybe another one of us might just completely shut down and numb out and be staring at the window on the couch. And you'll start to find these patterns um, and none of them are wrong. And I think that we think our way is right (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we all really feel good doing it our way. And I think that um, everyone has to go through their process and it's really important to give people that space. I think the only way to grieve wrong is to avoid it at all. Mm. That's really good. 
I think that if you are trying to feel your feelings and move toward it, what you cannot judge the way you're doing that mm-hmm. or anyone else. You shared a little bit about, um, you know, experience, not being able to experience joy and beauty if you're suppressing feelings of grief and sadness and sorrow. What yeah. have been some, uh, what are examples of some of the beauty that's been revealed through the process of grieving? Y'all are so good at these questions, like tying the answers with the questions. Um, Oh my gosh. Three-year anniversary for us. So yeah. (laughs) We've been doing this. professional. I love it. Season three. Um, Season four coming this fall. Yeah. (laughs) Look, we can only advertise on our own podcast. That's our only platform. (laughs) We do our own ads. I love it. That was so smooth. Super, thank you. Oh, wow. Um, I think there's been so much beauty a surprising amount of beauty um, that has come through it. And I think it's because we all can get kind of numbed out in our lives. And so when you have a big loss happen, obviously there's all of these hard feelings and extremely intense, you know, suffering. But then on the flip side of that, no one could control what happened to mom and she did everything right. And so much in life, we're told if you do everything right and you check these boxes and you move forward, you're not going to, have these bad feelings or this Mm -hmm. loss and so it kind of makes you stop and think what are my priorities what am I working towards what really does matter um what really is important to me what's happening in this present moment that really I hadn't seen before because I just kept Mm -hmm. moving forward so it really just stop makes everything go into slow motion and pause and kind of crash down and then you're allowed to rebuild and in that rebuilding there is the beauty of having a lot of intentionality in my case and I think mm-hmm. in my whole family's case that oh, yeah. was there before but we're even able to go back to how does mom accomplish this and like mm-hmm. appreciating her oh, yeah. and her intentionality and um just all of the wisdom and beauty again I go back to the bible and it says um teach us to number our days so we can have a heart of wisdom mm-hmm. and I think when a part of you is in heaven and you wake up every day missing them you're numbering your days because uh-huh. you think about where are they and when am I going to be with them and da 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 and it teaches you um, that there is something beyond this. And it's, that becomes a huge part of your thought process. Mm-hmm. And it's almost incorporated into your life in a way where you mm-hmm. live so much more present and intentional with mm-hmm. kind of a peace about this is not going to last forever where I am. Oh, that's so good. In so many ways. Yeah, totally. Erica, you are a fountain of wisdom, obviously. <laughs> this is why I thought you should be a pastor. Oh, my. I'm, yeah, if you teach so me, get me to church. <laughs> wow, that's funny that we we did just have a pastor on, our uncle. and um, He also took us to church. He took us to church. Yeah, he was too. real, though. He was the real deal. I would like, really real deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a hack. So we're going to give some hacks on grief to our listeners. Okay. We're going to ask you to give hacks. Yeah. You don't want my advice on this topic. Take a hot um, bath with bubbles. <laughs> hey, make a that's joke. Her way of embracing her grief. Watch yeah. Survivor. She Hashtag said there's, there's no, no bad grief shaming. That's right. You're right. Go outside, pull weeds, make a joke. Um, okay. Um, what if there's someone listening right now who's currently in a, a state or process of grieving? What advice do you have for them? Just in this. I think um, take the pressure off. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going through something super hard. 
I think that we put a lot of expectation on ourselves to know what to do when it's something we've never done before. Mm-hmm. So I would say be super kind to yourself. Something that really helps is just the saying, treat yourself like you would if your best friend was going through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're not kind to ourselves as we are to someone else that we love. And it's really important to take a step back and say, what can I do to really nurture my heart today? Yeah. And ask ask your mind and body, what do you need today in this hard? And um, even in the midst of it, and then maybe be okay with letting someone else's expectations down. Because if you are not staying present with yourself, you're not going to be able to continue through that hard in the way you may want to show up. Hmm. Yeah, good advice. So what about, you know, you're giving um, people that are in it with you grace. But what about people who just say the wrong things while you're going <laughs> through so it? There's so much of that, yeah. And they're trying, maybe they're trying to be helpful, maybe they're not even trying, maybe they're just saying the first thing on their mind. How do you communicate with them or set a boundary or just like, how do you deal with that? That's a really good question. I think a lot of people are intimidated by grief and they don't say anything and that's hard. And then if you get upset when people do say things, that leads to them not saying anything. So I think that communication, again, I think is a muscle that you have to work. And I think acknowledging where their heart's coming from for yourself and for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you're really trying to help. It's so kind. I see your heart in this that you want to love on me or us. And then if they're offering something that's not helpful, just being super blunt. Mm -hmm. Because you may not have the time or energy to tiptoe around the situation, um, especially if you're going through a lot of trauma. And so, again, acknowledging where, you know, the intention is beautiful, but, you know, but you stopping by with dinner tonight is not going to be helpful. And then if you have time to make a list of what is helpful, send it to them. If you don't, as soon as we make a list on what's helpful, I'll make sure that it gets to you. Mm -hmm. We are so thankful that you want to help. And if people say things that aren't helpful, I'm very much like the smile and nod type. Mm -hmm. So that's just, and again, knowing, knowing that it's coming that they want to help you. They're not trying to hurt you with what they said. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good awareness piece to have, I think. And you kind of, so many different contexts of experiences in their lives that yes. thinking they can relate to you when really they don't at all is <laughs> their own way of trying to communicate, you know. And maybe they weren't allowed to grieve, and so they are trying mm-hmm. to push down your grief and you know, being confident and that you're not going to let that happen, but maybe that's part of their journey and you can accept that they're on that path. Mm -hmm. That's true. I think too, just like acknowledging that we've probably all said the wrong thing. Yes. At some point. Or I can definitely fall into the category of not having said anything and knowing that that is hurtful too. Yeah. Especially the people you're close with. Yes. And um, we, even in our family, we've said the wrong thing to each other because we all mm-hmm. grieve so differently. So just how, even how close we are, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, that's where the communication piece comes in so huge mm-hmm. and does get easier with time the more you do it. Yeah. You mentioned earlier your three kids, their current ages, what did you say? 11, eight. They're 11, eight, and five, five. on Tuesday. Five. We're going to the party. Yeah. Uh, party. Entire theme. Um, yes, it's tire theme. <laughs> it's tire theme? That's cool. Love having awkward themes. I love that. My kids actually love. <laughs> um, yes, and Erica is 
son David is in class the last time. Yep. For those yes. who know, not don't. next year though. Just cry. Oh, I that's know. Separated. That's, I know. That makes me. We'll shoot for kindergarten, right? We'll shoot for kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Angry. Um. Yeah. Shoot for the stars. Kindergarten. Okay. Piracy. Love that. How do you have hacks for handling hard things when you have kids? Yes. And coming from two different directions, um, because it is, I think, a whole another set of challenges when there's kids involved. Um, There's pros and cons for the parents. I think the beautiful thing is that they keep you going. They keep you moving. They Uh, keep you getting out of bed. You know you're not going to sit in a chair for days on end and kind of not get that physical activity because they're making you get that physical activity. On the flip side, it's real easy to push things aside and not deal with them because you have kids and they're constantly needing you. So I would say a hack for parents is to really intentionally, as if it was work or an appointment or anything else, set aside time to let yourself feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. So nap time Wednesday, I'm not, I'm going to, you know, put my phone on silent. I'm not going to get on my phone. I'm not going to get any chores done. I'm just going to sit and in my case, like talk to mom or talk to God and feel how hard this is. Mm-hmm. and cry if that's what happens and then the end of the time that is up okay I'm back to being mom mm-hmm. mode and that really does help um for me me process and stay present with where I'm at at that time or journal or whatever mm-hmm. on the kids side some of the best advice I got was to let them see me grieve and to tell mm-hmm. them symptoms of grief I was having like mm-hmm. it's hard to concentrate mommy's having a hard time remembering things or mm-hmm. I'm finding it, you know, more hard to get out of bed in the morning because very often, especially my 11-year-old who was nine, he was having a lot of those same symptoms and unbeknownst to me, feeling kind of weird about it and almost like ashamed. And so sometimes they might be dealing with things that we don't even realize. And when you normalize it like that, it gives them the freedom and the confidence to continue through that grief process in a really healthy way. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think, like, also she could be a counselor. And that's a <laughs> yeah. That was I'm, fine to me. Y'all need to follow me I around. can't stop staring at you. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I okay. Wanted, Did you I wanted to make it serious. Go ahead, Jessica. I wanted to say that with, like you mentioned before, I'm going to tie something in here, okay? Um, with your eternal perspective of just what, matters and what doesn't I can only imagine not being there myself but that helps you in certain instances to not let the small stuff you know absolutely when you've been through such intense trauma and things that do really matter um she's really good at helping me with that yes it's it kind of I say it broke me but really it gifted me like Mm -hmm. Because I, like we were talking about things as little as leaving a large decision to chance. Like, I just don't really care anymore. Like, if it is, it's just, I, I want them done. So if they don't get done, it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Hmm. I just realized I didn't write any hashtags or anything. Did you, Hannah? I was thinking of some in my head. That we can't let Erica down. That's probably one of her favorite parts of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I got one. Okay. So this one is a combination of her, uh, how she wants us to be intentional um, with the grief, grieving process, and also how your the person or whatever you've lost can be a present right then, too. So it's a combination of a couple words. 
intention than to be. It's not very good. <laughs> oh my. Intend to be. That's funny. Um, wait, say it again. Well, it's however you want to combine. However you want. Intentionality. Intentionality is what I was going for in my Intentionality. Okay. I didn't want her to see me writing things. I thought that would be rude. As a sh- yeah, that's good. As yeah, we're in person. Yeah. You too. Um, your last name is Shanks, and you said that there have been areas in your life that you've grown and learned through grief, and for that, you are shankful. Oh, shankful. I love it. That could be a birthday theme. It could. Because we could have Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving too. Theme. Yeah, Shankful. Oh, one more. Um, I think it was so important how you talked about feeling all the feelings. So hashtag catch the feels. Catch the feels. Yes. We, owe, we owe you a couple. We'll, we'll get think, to Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get to we Maybe we'll, oh, we can do them because we haven't recorded an introduction yet. Oh, we'll do them in the introduction. That's great, though, because I forgot to talk about gratitude, and I do feel like a lot of times when you take the time to grieve, the gratitude kind of rises to the surface way more mm-hmm. easily, and so I'm glad you said that, because I meant to say that. Grieving your gratitude. Yes. Gr- yes. Hashtag I, lo- I love that you said how we so quickly qualify grieving as a bad thing, like good, mm-hmm. what do you say, the saying that we say? Um, don't give me don't grief. Give me grief. Yeah, yeah, don't give me grief. Yeah. Hashtag and give me grief. Yeah, hashtag give me grief. Yes. It is so healthy to grieve and that's and just communicate and feel your feelings and just all those pieces that go with it. Um that's cool. Thank it's, you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you thanks for sharing your story. We're gonna go on too. a little walk. I'm making her go on a walk with me so we can oh, I want to go on a, walk. a short walk around. She the knows house. if she would have said run, I wouldn't have said yes. <laughs> so she day. says walk. <laughs> you should have seen the way Erica looked at Hannah when she said um that you're that you're like a muscle or you, like feeling your feelings is like working a muscle. And she looked at Hannah. Hannah did a deep nod. You know yeah. how they just say don't skip leg day, don't skip grief day. Yes. <laughs> hashtag okay, don't Hannah, skip the hashtags are over. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica. We're Thank you all. This was an honor. Share a little bit. Thanks for listening to Sister Hack. For podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures, be sure to follow Hannah and Rachel on Instagram by following at Sister Hack Podcast.